1045 The Zone. Happy Wednesday. Beautiful day in the hood today. Not so much tomorrow. You know it's going to be bad when what, the Nas- tomorrow? The National Severe Weather guys texted me today and go, "Hey, uh, you want you guys you guys want us on the show tomorrow?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh no! Yeah. And they sent me a graphic. Oh no! It's going to be bad tomorrow. I had no idea. I didn't either. That's the same thing. As Red Brian said earlier today, now I'm about hey, to man, have anxiety again. When it's 72 degrees in February, look the hell out. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That ain't right. It was hot yesterday leaving. Like, I opened my sunroof and thought I was crazy. I closed it. Because <laughs> I, I was like, dude, am I tripping? So to clean up a couple <laughs> things, we were talking about Jim Ross earlier, who was on yes. the uh, J. Martin Ramon show this morning. It was phenomenal. That was a mm-hmm. phenomenal conversation about all kinds of things. Uh, and uh, you can check out the podcast where you get podcasts. And uh, those guys are going to be at uh, doing the wrestling thing over at Municipal Auditorium tonight. A- uh, doors a- open a- at w- 5. AEW. A- a- w- w- yep. They're doing both uh, Dynamite and Rampage tonight. So my 10-year-old's all in on wrestling. He's like, Dad, can we go? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Number one, you got basketball practice. Number two, you got baseball practice. Number three, got to decide which one. Number four, uh, no, we're going home after that. <laughs> Life of the day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that'll be fun. But then that led me down to Bob Ross. So I've, I've read something else. Uh, Bob Ross, the painter, you know, the white dude with the afro. Mm-hmm. He, he, rest in peace, Bob Ross. He <laughs> passed away at the age of 52. But uh, the blog 538, I just read this, analyzed 381 episodes in which Ross painted live uh, on television, concluding that 91% of Ross's paintings contained at least one tree, 44% included clouds, <laughs> 39% included mountains, and 34% included mountain lakes. So he rarely contained human subjects or signs of human life. On rare occasions, he would incorporate a cabin, sometimes with a chimney, but never with smoke, and possibly unoccupied. And possibly, they went dead deep, possibly unoccupied. So you learned something. I've got to balance you out, Slay. You're all in on this Tennessee. Like, nothing else in life is going on right now. It's not today. <laughs> like, who in the heck would would go through that? Whose that? job is to That's analyze right. all those videos of him painting? That's what I want like, to I mean, 300 something paint. 381. Uh, he also died broke. Yeah. Dang. So them paintings weren't worth none. Well, I mean, no, I guess he, it doesn't matter when you die. He's no, he's he's. No, painters make so money when they really die, right? Yeah. Like the, you, your paintings don't sell and become valuable until you're dead, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. the yeah, life? I mean, that's, of, that's artists, like the right? life of an artist. Yeah. yeah. yeah his problem was he Van signed Gogh. over all of his rights for all of his merchandise and all of that to somebody else, so he never made any money off of it. Oh, oh, that's oh, like Kramer see? and Seinfeld when he sold his stories. Yeah, like if Slay sold his stories and couldn't ever tell his stories, what would happen? So the Seinfeld stories were Kramer's? Well, Kramer had all these stories or whatever, and he, he sold them to... Who did he sell them to? Like, uh... Did somebody use them? Yeah, they would tell them. They made them their, their own stories because they led a boring life. On a show? Yeah. I I never I never watched it. You know about Seinfeld? No. It was to Peterman. Peterman. He Don't sold them to Peterman. That That's right. Did you watch Friends? little bit back in the day, yeah. What were you doing? I, apparently I working man. and studying and studying, working out and kicking playing sports machines. and I'm sorry, Whoa. did you say kicking a? Yes, and hey, taking like, names. That's what I was doing. Like, she said she was studying. 
That's why she wasn't watching Seinfeld. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about that in the SEC. Adam on uh, Zone hey, TV. Now. On YouTube. <laughs> if Jim I don't Kim, know how Tennessee does it, but now Auburn. I said on Ramon's show yesterday, and he agreed. Sports, kicking it, school. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> what saying. if you didn't play sports? Hey, kicking you're it. not going to be... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> you are not going to be honored on National Mentor Day if you keep saying crap yeah. like that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I'm telling you to do better than me. There you go. Yeah. Do yeah. as I say. Yeah, that's that's what I, I did this so you don't that's have to do That's what I always say. Yeah. I'm like, hey, whatever you do, don't go into journalism. <laughs> don't walk my <laughs> Just path. Just run yeah. the other way. Don't turn around and run. Sprint go. the other way. <laughs> well, I mean, if you wouldn't have dropped, uh, what was it, biochemistry? Well, me? No, me. Babs, you're going to be a... She's going to be a doctor. I was pre-med. Yeah. And then my... She went to drop an ad, though. Yeah. My first week of uh, organic chemistry. Organic chemistry, yeah. It just... I mean, it terrified me. And I walked into my counselor and I said, hi, uh, I'm going to have to drop this, which means I'm going to have to drop this other math class and this other science class, and I'm going to need you to change my major yeah. to mass com. I like it. Good job, Babs. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Dude, that's, woo. Yeah. Uh, Cal on Twitter, Bob Ross painted the pictures twice before taping the TV show. Who is Peterman? Really? On oh, Seinfeld, Peterman. I mean, people he was are Elaine's fascinated boss. with Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob My Ross. grandmother used to be watching that dude every time I go over to her house after How after can school. you do something like that? I don't know. A lot of people ask us how we do this every day. I can sell my stories to you, and then I you can't let me tell my story. Right, I get them. Yeah, so so you're going to tell my story yeah, like remember, it's your story, but yeah. it's really me. I mean, remember what, it's this a time, fake show, Slay. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> this is blowing your mind. It's not yeah. real life. You do he know that. You can't tell my story <laughs> like I'm going to There was this time we were in southern Italy, me and my homeboys, and, and we saw our shadow in the parking lot. It looked like Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, Brent, everybody was like, <laughs> before the Kentucky game, yeah. when he was in school, he right. would go up to the door and just bang on it, be like, yeah. can I let him in? Yeah. Can I let him in. That ain't right, yeah, man. Hunk tells your story pretty nice, actually. Yeah, kind of cool right Hey, the, man, I used to wear a headband, and early on during my basketball career at Tennessee, like, I would give them to the little kids because they would want the headband, but then I can't find the headbands anywhere in Knoxville. I do. Brent, remember the time you were at the Playboy Mansion? There's no way. Oh, I, like, man. I was so, wearing all black. So they put it, they, they would put in the contract, and I would have to sign it, that I can't never tell that story again. Yeah. You need to watch that episode. What, okay, really so if I was sitting at a bar and I was just around some people and I told that story, I could get in trouble. Yeah, I could sue you. Oh, that's some BS. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, boy, that, that don't make no sense to me. Uh, hey, man, there was this time I ran a go route and I caught a 78-yard <laughs> touchdown pass. I got the end zone, man. They had to come get me out the end zone. Dude, I hey, remember man. you were a quarterback before that, yeah. though. Because uh, you also. I was like, but I was only like 6'4 at the time. I, I'm going to tell you what, though. If I if I, if I I hear somebody out here in these streets telling my stories, man, I'm going to have to approach you, man. Because that, right. <laughs> that ain't right. There's a fake slate running around. They can't be running around with them stories, man. That ain't right. That's I'm going to stop real. telling my stories. By the way, here's a story. You told it earlier. <laughs> There's this little man on the Kentucky bench. He's a street coach or whatever, that guy. His, yeah. What's his name? Rob or Ron? Oh, I don't know what Rob his name is. Um, and, and, and Vescovy goes over there and trying to help his teammate. First, first, before the before the Vescovy incident, my man stood up, and he's about as tall as Fulky when yeah. he's sitting down on the laps of yep. those guys. 
But he was he was like puffed out like you were saying, so but was. yelling stuff at Folky. Yeah. And I'm like, who's the adult in this situation? Clearly not him. So then all that goes on. They have the double technical. The score was 17-15 Kentucky at that point. Kennedy Chandler hit eight straight points. Yeah. Tennessee went on a 17-2 run. It was over. Yep, it was, that was, it. was over. Josiah got the dunk, then Josiah came back with the three-pointer. Like, it was... It was Locked the door. This is locked the door. Blame the whole thing on that that little guy. Because I do say this, like, that game was... Go- I, I feel that game was going to be a tit-for-tat game. And like, somebody was going to eventually have to pull away or make a couple of mistakes here or there. What about with Ty Ty not playing, though? But he did. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, but even his presence out there. Like, but that's my thing. I listen, man, if you if and let me say this, man, like I hope that young man is all right. I hope Cal shuts him down. Not selfishly, because I think they're a worse team without him, but with him playing, I man, that's a bigger picture for him. Like that young man going to the league, dog. Like it ain't no he ain't coming back to school. Like it's a done deal. So Rap. let him get healthy, man. You know what I mean? And it's a bigger picture. And I will give Cal props. He did say he asked him twice um, before that game. And Ty Ty said, yeah, I want to go. And he's, and Cal said, I should have went with my gut and not played him at all. Yeah. So I think he got the best the best interest of the, the kid, man. But I, I just, that dude different, man. That, that boy can play. But you can't, you getting that 94 foot box. I don't know by, by what, 94 by what? Uh, anybody know? But um, uh, fifty three and a half. I don't all right, cool. Right. That's cool. But that, you getting that box right there? Talking about the court. Yeah, you know, ninety four feet long, and then whatever the width. Um, but once you get in there, all bets are off. You come out there, lace your shoes up, dog. You hey, you fair game. Like you get exposed. That's why I always tell y'all. Like when I tore my ACL, I wasn't going out there with no brace because I feel like man, they gonna they gonna key on that. So right, no, you you all in. It ain't no. Worried about who's hurt and man, man, you shouldn't have never stepped on the court. Now it's time for you to get exposed. Ninety-one point eighty-six feet long, forty-nine point twenty-one feet wide. Man, we're go ninety-four we're by fifty. Yeah, that, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's what we're going with. What's Naismith doing, man? Well, man what, I mean, it probably not, did. It used to be like that back in the day or something. Why not make it ninety-five by fifty, like on the dot? Why am I at forty-nine point two one? That's a good question. Oh, because then where's the half? Well, it's, it's if you if you, if you do the outer dimensions technically, then it's fifty. Yeah, thanks, babs. Yeah. So, like you know how it's like a little thick line around the outside. If you do the outer, the biochemist right though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Coming through. That's right. So, yeah. I asked a question real, real quick. We'll, we'll dive back into this when we come back. Mm-hmm. But who, who, we know who the four are, right? Like in the SEC, there's a there's a three game pad. Yeah. Between the top four and the rest. Yeah. Who in that next group? Could is do some team? damage. Yeah, that that could because in the SEC tournament. Yeah, because like we've talked about all year, pretty much anybody can beat anybody. I mean, Georgia beat Alabama, right? Yep. Like so, anybody can beat anybody in the league. But th- but that that mid range group where there's a bunch of teams right around five hundred. Yep. It, is there Alabama. somebody that could get hot that could be dangerous in March? Six one five seven three seven one zero four five at three HL one zero four five on Twitter. We do have some football things to get to before the end of the show. Where will Deshaun Watson be? There are ad, uh, ads. No, odds. He's not taking yeah, out ads. Like, yeah, hey, uh, be taking an ad out. I'm on the market. Hire me. Uh-uh. Yeah, I go. 
Sportsline.com has odds on where Deshaun Watson will be. Also, Bengals coach Zach Taylor was asked about his offensive line. Will they address the offensive line position in the offseason? He said, well, they were good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, Zach. Wrong answer. Hunk, hit it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, what's he hitting? Wrong yeah, answer, Definitely Zach. wrong answer. Your answer is yes. Yes. So Todd, Todd Furman actually retweeted that and wrote, uh, can we get Andrew Luck to address this question? You want to yeah, roll five exactly. years? And then, exactly. you know what? And then right after that, he says, oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Burrow played the Super Bowl with, with a, a yeah. strained or whatever MCL. MCL yeah, because yeah, your offensive line sucks. Keep on playing around. Here's my question man. on that. I, I got that they said that, but. Yo, that was true. Did he play the whole game with it, or is that when he got hit in the knee and he tore his meniscus? I think it's when he got hit in the That's knee. That's what I thought. He looked, he looked good because, remember, he ran for a first down um, early in that game Yep, when the middle opened that up. That guy so. wasn't feeling anything that game. Yeah. I I could have – I think it could have been prior. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the guy's been beat up all year. I don't know. I mean, he, he got hit the in the game. Nine That's times. All, it could have been any time. <laughs> Nine times. That's true. He did get hit in the knee, though, and grabbed his knee and then yeah, was limping got, after Yeah, that. Got, it, it looked pretty buckled. bad. Yeah, that rolled up under. Uh, also, uh, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Cincinnati fans gave the Bengals a hero's welcome home. They spent some time on that on J. Martin Ramon this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way. What? I love oh, Ramon. Good, yeah. But that is but here we go. Bless his heart. Yeah. Right? This is probably one of those. All of that, oh, it's a participation trophy, blah, blah, whatever. That right there is just Pittsburgh Steeler coming out of him. <laughs> right there. That's all that is. Yeah, he his his opinion was you don't throw a parade, you don't have a gathering, you don't do anything because you didn't win the big game. So I understand both. Right, but you won the AFC. Yeah, yeah. but is and you weren't expecting. Well, plus Cincinnati imagine, had one. Sorry, that no, had cool. had won two games two years yeah. ago. Like, I mean, so I think every case is different. But to to her point, like your brother came from a place where they expect to win yeah, Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Right. That, that's so that's, that's the a difference. different level. Yeah, that's the and like, but I understand it too. Like, even if I was a player, like I wouldn't want no parade either. You know what I'm saying? And that's I get more it. so for the fan. Yeah, like I'm, I get it. I'm gonna tell them right. Like I was telling Brent downstairs. Um. When we um when we went to the Sweet Sixteen and we were coming back, they were like, "Man, we want to greet y'all with you know some people and cheering and all that." We like, nah, man, we off that, man. Like, what, man? Let's let's get back to it. Like, what what we what we cheering for? Like, we, yeah, we we won the SEC turn t- SEC tournament SEC title that year and everything outright against some good teams and still it was like, matter of fact, we beat the defending champs to make sure we won. It was Auburn, but um. We like we didn't want no parts of that, man, at all. So I understand that from the player perspective, but I can understand the fans want to rally around it as well. That's what I told Moan. I, th- I think it's two different things. Like it's yeah. two different like answers. Before this year, the Bengals had not won a playoff game since 1990. Yeah. So how many like Bengals how old fans were you were not in 1990? Yeah, no, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, but like I understand it for them. But you're also saying that <laughs> I think when no, you, nine. yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> well, somewhere around right there. But I don't think you like you don't want that to become a norm either, though. Like that you're you, celebrating yeah, not winning all of it. The Buffalo Bills, I don't think just because if they went to the AFC Championship, I don't think they would be celebrating. 
I think they will be wanting to win, like Jim Kelly I don't would know. be. They've Jim lost Ke- a bunch of them. Maybe mm-hmm. they would tell Bray. Uh, but Titan, Jim Titans Kelly, threw, not, no threw a Jim Kelly did it. on Broadway. But the Titans have never been there, right? You know what I'm saying? But I told Moan, here's the thing too. Like I, but I, I get, feel like, like you can say the Bengals hadn't been there too, kind of. Because it's been they so have. long. They have. They've lost three. That's what I'm balls. saying. I agree. But, like if it's, but it's been a while. If it was Tennessee, uh, the the men, I, I I would think that the fans would want to have something for them, but they went to the, to the championship and lost. Right. But on the opposite end of that, I'm thinking about it as a, a fan and a, a player, player from there. I'm thinking, I'm going to think the when I go and I hang out with the women's basketball team, they're going to be laughing at me. Man, y'all crazy. Y'all, y'all had a little. Yeah, but what about little, the guys like Kennedy Chandler won't be there? Folky's been through six years. Like, that, I think they would want. Like, so, so it's also kind of a thank you so, to those. You don't think so? I told Moan, I said, look, if Tennessee went to the Final Four and lost, I'd be up in Thompson Bowling Arena with everybody else and people can't get in. Celebrating that if it, if it was a magical run, I think I would go. But, but I, I'm a but, journey over result guy. Yeah. Like, I'm competitive as crap and want the result, but the results happen, right? right. Like, the, the the whole key to everything is the journey. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't plan. I'm, I'm, as a fan, I'm doing it, but I also, if I'm the player on that team, there's no way possible I'm doing it. Six, like, one, I'm, five. I'm out. Seven, three, seven, one, oh, four, five. By the way, just to, ra- just to clean this up real quick, uh, clean it up. Zach Taylor had said that. He had suffered, like, the MCL was in the fourth quarter where he was grabbing his knee. That was the injury, but it was something that was a re-aggravation of something that happened back in December. Yeah. So, like I said, he just got his, you know what, beat all, right. all year well, long with that line. Here's the other thing. Let, let's find out what happened to Matthew Stafford when he got hit low, too. My guess is he was playing with something also, especially the way he was guzzling that tequila, like they do in Vegas, right, Todd? Uh, that's for sure. Hopefully Matthew Stafford also carved out a little bit of time to drink some water because at his age, every cocktail he puts down the hatch, you got to polish off about 8 to 12 uh, ounces of water or you'll be paying the piper for the next 72 to 96 hours thereafter. What, you would know, Todd? Yeah, you sound like an expert. Uh, I mean, that's what I've been told, Don. I wouldn't partake in such a behavior or such an endeavor, So, but that's what I've told from sources very close to me. Have we already started to see some uh, some futures for next year with regard to – NFL MVP, uh, teams to win the AFC, things like that? Yeah, numbers are up. I mean, books don't really waste any time. If they can tie up folks' cash for 350 days, they're going to do so (laughs) any way possible. And when you look at some of the odds to win the Lombardi Trophy next season, of course, a game that will be played in lovely Glendale, Arizona, I don't think it will come as a shock to anyone that Buffalo and Kansas City more or less co-favorites at FanDuel right now. And that's where things start to get interesting because you have a team like the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, the 49ers, the Cowboys. Uh, They're all in somewhat state of flux, whether it's at the head coach spot for Dallas and how long a leash Mike McCarthy has, or the other trio of teams that don't know if Aaron Donald and Sean McVay will be back. Will Aaron Rodgers be under center for the Packers, and what direction will the 49ers go? Assuming it's Trey Lance, I think 15-1 to is a leap of faith. That's where you get into that second bucket of teams highlighted by the Bengals, Ravens, Broncos, Chargers, Cardinals, and of course, the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, what's up with Aaron Rodgers? Where, where is he going to end up? What's it looking like? I mean, that's the shortest price out there. He's about 3-1 to one to end up in San Francisco if he were to leave Green Bay. So it's definitely something that books have to be cognizant of. And I think that's part of the reason you see a lot of these teams that may not have officially committed to a starting quarterback with their odds relatively short because the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a spot to take on unnecessary liability uh, and have to spend the next 9 to 10 months trying to get off of that figure. One team that I don't think books are worried about whatsoever would, of course, be the Houston Texans. They're 180-1 to one and they're picking up the rear. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, what about Deshaun Watson? 
Yeah, speaking of the Texans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And uh, we know that Deshaun would obviously turn a team that had a question mark at quarterback into an instant contender. And whether it's the Tampa Bay Bucks trying to go all in once they know for 100% certainty that Tom Brady is gone, or if Watson would make perfect sense in a Philadelphia or a Pittsburgh or somewhere else along those lines, I really believe that the Houston Texans have to try and figure out a way to get as much draft capital as they possibly can. Keeping Deshaun Watson on their roster only slows down the rebuild. And I did think for a little while, while they were at least kicking the tires on Brian Flores being their head coach, knowing the relationship between him and Watson, that there was a chance that he would come back and let bygones be bygones. But I think with them naming Lovey Smith the man in charge, uh, that ship has sailed, and we'll continue to wait uh, as the Deshaun Watson situation plays out, both on the field and, of course, off the field. What about Russell Wilson? Is it the same teams for both of, for both of those guys, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? You know, for the most part, although San Francisco, I'm sure, would love to get their hands on Aaron Rodgers and a return to the Bay Area, I can't see a scenario where Russell Wilson would go right down the coast and stay in the same division and play for the 49ers. I think when you look at Russ, the you know, Pittsburgh Steelers would make a ton of sense if the two teams could arrive at a deal. But if you're looking at some of the odds for where these players will land, Russell Wilson, a 1-4 to four favorite to remain the starting quarterback in Seattle. I know he's reaffirmed his commitment to that organization. But I think if you're the Seahawks and you know that other than Russ, you have so many other holes that need to be filled, it's something that you have to consider if one of these teams desperate for a quarterback who thinks they're a piece away is willing to blow your socks off and be able to get this deal done. Todd, switching over to the NHL, the Preds uh, have dropped three in a row. Uh, what's going on with them? What, what do their numbers look like moving forward? Yeah, they're reeling right now, and unfortunately for the Preds, their schedule doesn't get any easier. Over the next four games, uh, I mean, they're going to need to try and find a way to pick up points because there isn't a gimme in that quartet, and it'll start, of course, with a road trip to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes, bookended by a home date at Nissan Stadium for the outdoor game against Tampa, but sandwiched in between a road trip to Florida and a home game against Dallas. You look at the Preds uh, defensively, they've really put a lot more pressure uh, on UC Soros. They've had real issues keeping the puck out of their own net, and even last night, when they were able to even up the score at one apiece in the third period, uh, they found a way to give up the game-winning goal just a few seconds later. Although, I'm not going to lie, guys, I was a little bit disappointed in the the atmosphere created there for fan appreciation night with half price concessions i figured it would have been a lot louder and rowdier than it was well price. that's yeah they they mayor told me earlier today todd that um i probably need to stay away from the praise for a minute. yeah he made he made i, I did big on that all-star game yeah and then i don't know what's going on now so who do i need you to know i think at, I'll, you know from a betting perspective the market is kind of caught up to nashville yeah. and their advanced metrics yeah don't suggest that what they did in the first half of the season is sustainable. The problem being for the Preds going forward is as that gap continues to shorten, you have a team like the Dallas Stars playing much better right now. And let's see what they can do during this four-game stretch. If they're able to pick up a couple of points, I think they can right the ship before they have a two-game trip out to the West Coast to take on Seattle and San Jose. But two games against Dallas between now and March 10th could go a long, long way in determining where those two teams will sit as we get closer to the trade deadline. Don brought this up earlier um, when we were talking about Tennessee and they were playing Kentucky last night and taking care of that business. Dude, Vegas got to be salivating over this, um, well, basketball in general, the conference tournaments, and then the NCAA, right? It's one of the best times of year to be out here. And uh, quietly, conference tournament week has become much better for sports books mm. as far as some of the energy and excitement because you have live basketball out here in Las Vegas, whether it's the West Coast Conference, the Pac-12, 
uh, the Mountain West. So many different leagues have decided to make Las Vegas its home, wow. and you see an uptick in ticket sales as a result because teams and fans really want to flock out here. Of course, the NCAA tournament that opening weekend should be on everyone's bucket list to at least be out in Vegas once because it's wall-to-wall energy and excitement, especially when the games are close. And that's the next major sporting event uh, that we have to look forward to. As big a NASCAR fan as I am, uh, the sports books will not be packed to the gills huh. this coming Sunday for the running of the Great American Race at Daytona. Yeah, so rounds one and two, you say all the time, is, is maybe the best time to be out there? Yeah, at least to make one trip. And I think once you've done it once, then it makes more sense to come back for the conference tournament okay. because it's easier to get restaurant reservations. It's easier to get decent hotel rates. Now, the weather's not going to be as warm and maybe not conducive to pool weather. So if that's what you're looking for. I also think the Sweet 16 weekend is tremendous because games don't tip off here on the West Coast until 4. So it gives you a chance to go on an all-night bender. You can sleep in until 10, 30, 11. You can sweat out some of that tequila, you know, from about – 11 to 2 in the afternoon, shower up, and be fresh as a daisy to watch meaningful basketball on Thursday and Friday night. Slay, you know what he's talking about with hey, these pool parties, don't you? You better believe it. That's what I was, I was just about to say. Is it a time when the pool party is not good? I think the weather's always I mean, good. you can't really find a good one right now. So, I mean, it's not truly pool season out here in the desert. You wouldn't know it with the weather, but uh, the day clubs that I know Slay walks in as a celebrity and they just start handing him bottles of Cristal don't really open up until the middle of March. But the one thing for you, Slay, that I would encourage, if you're going to come out here, make sure it's the opening weekend because we know the Tennessee Volunteers aren't afraid to go through a nine-minute scoring drought and get knocked out in the round of 32 again. Slam. Wow. Uh, I, I believe that Kentucky went about 12 minutes without a basket last night. <laughs> yeah. and sure, it's it sure felt like that, and I think this is a Kentucky team that definitely has a higher ceiling, in my Todd, opinion, Todd, than Tennessee. Todd, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Go yeah. ahead, Slay, get it off your chest, you my just, friend, now, and then just, I'll knock you down a peg. Yeah, you, just, you just went and said this Kentucky team with the high ceiling and all that. But you, don't you know they just came in the rocket top and we just we bent that little butt over and spanked it and sent them on back down the interstate? You do know that, don't uh, you? I do realize that, but okay. I also realize that one of Kentucky's key contributors, Ty Ty Washington, only played 13 minutes and looked like a shell of himself. Yes. And, Slay, if I remember back when Tennessee traveled the other way on the interstate to Rupp Arena, it was a game where they gave up 107 points. This is so, true. you know, the TV series is now tied. It's a rivalry. We may have a rubber match in the SEC Conference Tournament, but I think when you're looking at the level of athlete in Kentucky's ease of scoring in the half court, you do have to believe they are more, much more poised to make a deep run, and that's why they're 8-1 to one to win the national title uh, with your beloved volunteers checking in at 50-1. to one. Yeah, I, I think, you know what? I that think that's value. Accurate. Like, I think that's, that's accurate. Well, that's value, yeah, though. I can get money one. on that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. cool. But I also do think, <laughs> I think I, I don't think Ty Ty going to be able to go. I think you shut him down for the year, Todd. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if they do shut him down for the they year, then it changes exactly what, Kentu- what Kentucky's able to do because he is the straw that stirs the yes, drink for a lot of what this team can do offensively. Totally agree. See, you really agree with me. You just want to stir my drink. Oh, I mean, it's easy to do. If i got to take shots at somebody, <laughs> it's not fun picking, picking on Dawn right now. She's got a football program that had to give a stay of execution to a head coach in his second season. So she'll have enough to worry about when we get into the fall. But from what I've been told, Auburn is a basketball school now suddenly. Yes, That's right. You know, we pay our basketball coach more than we pay our football coach. So there, there you well, go. I mean, if you were playing, you can make players a yeah, you can make a commitment to Bruce Pearl, probably more so than you want to make to Brian Harson. But from what I've been told, it's not just Brian Harson that's the problem. It may be more his family than anything else. Ooh. Oh, do, do, I, I hadn't heard that one, actually. <laughs> do tell. 
That that may be a better story to be told off the air than to try and alienate every Auburn alum that's listening right now, ready to run the message board when we finish up this conversation. You do know, like, board of trustees and all of that, uh, they have also been a problem for numerous coaches. <laughs> you know, there, there is no doubt about it. And I think, you know, when you look at some of those programs, and obviously we're getting much closer to spring practice, there are some unrealistic expectations throughout the SEC. And I think Auburn is still trying to figure out exactly where they're going to stack up in the packing order of the conference and how the NIL will impact them, knowing it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle in the SEC West to compete with the Alabamas and, of course, Texas A&M year in, year out. Real yeah. quick, Tom, do you, think, do you think Tom Brady plays somewhere next year? You know, it's a great question, and uh, one that I would have said absolutely not uh, when they put out the whole press release and he went through the social media. But he hasn't exactly thrown water on that, the embers of his career, you know, kind of leaving that door open. So you do wonder the way things unfolded. If Tom, as the summer goes on, begins to go, you know what, I didn't like the way uh, I wrapped up my career with a loss to the Rams, the eventual Super Bowl champions. I still have something left in the tank. So I'd probably need a price if we were putting gambling odds on this at about six and a half, seven to one to try and bet him to return. And would it shock anybody if Tom Brady decided to sit out this season and then come back at, you know, when he's 56 years old to try and prove to everybody that he's still got something left in the tank. So Tom Brady more likely to come back and play next year than Tennessee to win the national championship in basketball. Uh, yes, I would say that's probably the case. <laughs> and there's a better chance that Tom Brady wins another Lombardi trophy before Tennessee hoops wins the national championship. All right, Todd, you're out. Wow. Right. See you, buddy. Todd, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make some calls out there. I got some partners in Vegas, Todd. You, you keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> He's right. going. He gone. By the way, he's going to be gone. He's going to play with me. Clemson uh, finished last on the uh, the twenty four seven sports um, transfer portal uh, mm-hmm. uh, grading scale. It made me think: like, are we going to see a flip in the because of NIL in terms of traditional football power becoming basketball power? Talk about next three HL one oh four five this Should we start talking or just listen? Dom wears boots with the fur from time to time. And I always think about this song. <laughs> sort of got low, low, low. So Friday, when it's 30 degrees. <laughs> Please turn the camera on. Huh? Oh, it's on. It is on. And everybody got to see that. Hey. <laughs> got low. Dropping it low. That's right. Sometimes. She disappears. When the moment hits you. <laughs> you got to do it. What was that, the cabbage patch? A little bit of everything. <laughs> That's a great That's way. That's the perfect way to uh, describe uh, my tendency. <laughs> That was like when we did that one segment from the Super Bowl with uh, Buck and Ramon. We had three shows on at one time. We needed a to, little bit of everything. We needed to roll Blaine and Mickey up into Zoom or something mm-hmm. at that point. Um, per 24-7 Sports, this is from Mark Ryan. Clemson ranks last again, he writes, in the ACC's transfer portal rankings. One arrival, 11 departures. So you're starting to – you're not starting to. We are, we've, we've been hearing from coaches that, that are – against the NIL, saying things about the NIL and it's unfair and all these things. Like, we need a window of time or whatever, which they do. They need some sort of body governing the portal, right? It's the wild, wild west. And Cool Modi, is that who had that? <laughs> and and now, yeah, like... Wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> you mm, feel me? Yeah. So, 
So you've got like Dabo Sweeney was one of them, right? Like talking about about the NIL and it's not mm-hmm. fair and all these things. Well, they're not doing well with it. So I started thinking about like some of these maybe traditional football powers that can't come up with the NIL funds that other schools can. Maybe they have, um, you know, fewer alumni, right? Mm-hmm. Like fewer students, fewer, fewer, like a smaller base from which you can pull things like that. So I started thinking if I'm that school, maybe I turn my attention toward basketball, right? Because you need fewer players. Like theoretically you could pay like three players, big time amount of money and you could be a factor. So will we see okay, a blue blood shift like twenty years from now? Way to say it or to put it right because you buy three football players. I mean, let's be real. That's what it is. I, what are you going to do? I mean, unless yeah. it's like super but quarterback can guy. Stopped, yeah. Can I throw this at you though? Yes. There's a hell of a lot more money in football though. Hell of a lot more money in football. There's yeah, no question of, about yeah. it. Yep. And so yes, for sure. There. I mean, people would be shocked to see the numbers, but there are, there are only a handful of programs that are in the black in, fo- in basketball. Yeah. yeah I, and in football, a whole lot of people make a lot of money. Yeah. And fund all of the other sports. Basketball, you're right. I, it, can, it can change them. I, I just I, – football, man, it, it can – Clemson just got to get on the ball. I, I think that's what it is. You just about – like, Dabo, you, you either – okay, so this is where you are. You can live by that sword or down that sword. I mean, and down that sword. It's that simple. If you don't get up with the times, your little your little program that you spent all this money into. <laughs> your little program. Yeah, I mean, big program. I know what you. Yeah. I just love how you yeah. put things sometimes. But it's 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 like, dude, this. If you think back three or four years ago, remember all of the renovations and things to all of these programs and facilities. Clemson was ahead of the curve. Like they were showing up theirs, and everybody was like, "Goodness gracious." Outside Alabama, man, this place is rocking, you know, and that ain't caught up. That ain't that little. That ain't dude. Don't even worry about that. Well, that's, I opened the window and I just noticed that the light's going right in your eyes. No, nah, I thought I we were it. done. No, nah, I love it. This this me ain't and, no more. Me and Hunt yeah. battle on it. No, nah, don't don't nobody touch it. That's the ball light shining down on me, and that's I'm gonna let my little light shine. Do you know mm. when? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you have your day. Thank you. When I was in school at Tennessee in 1991, Tennessee played Notre Dame in football in 1990, and Notre mm-hmm. Dame came on the field. And I told Aaron Taylor when we were talking to him, that's the one time I like I could feel the presence of that program come onto the field. Like, you yeah. could feel it. Yeah. And so Tennessee lost that game 34-29. Andy Kelly threw, a, threw an interception in the end zone. The next year was the miracle at South Bend. So we're all watching that in my Reese Hall dorm room with, like, 20 dudes and, like, two girls. And – it's not going well. Right. Right. Like, and so you get the black field goal right before halftime. Tennessee came from, what was it, 34 to three down or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so I should know that, and I do, but in the moment I don't. Um, so after the game, we all got rowdy, right? Like, yeah. you go running into presidential courtyard, everybody's high fiving each other, jumping on each other, hugging on each other, all right. that stuff. So that night, we go down to the lap, which is a bar that was on the strip with the library, and they were connected. And so you can tell your parents, hey, I was at the library last night. Well, there's a bar. <laughs> so those two places don't exist, and that's a shame. Yes, it is. But after that, we were like, hey, man, let's go down to Thompson Bowling, see if we can find an open door. Yeah. And so we took a basketball, fully expecting to find an open door. You know what? We did. And we played basketball at Thompson Bowling. But when we were going in, the moon was, like, big and orange. And I was like, yeah, 
That's kind of crazy. Go. I have no idea why I went down that path, but I did. But anyway, so <laughs> Dabo and and uh, Lane Kiffin, when they're when they're putting these rants out publicly, all they're doing is is trying to put pressure on their guys to sell, right? Right. Like, that's what they're doing. Yep. And that'd be like uh, you know if we sat on the radio and said, "Hey, man, Slay needs a health club endorsement." Yeah. Well, that's telling our salespeople to go <laughs> call on health club. You know what that ties into? Hmm. Next. Tomorrow, matter of fact, a person got in trouble for that. Meryl Cole, Jim Gatto, Christian Dawkins. That is a big, 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 big story. Mm-hmm. And what sucks about that is, so Meryl Code's going to come on with us tomorrow. He's yep. going to federal prison on Friday. Yeah. The very next day. Yep. For stuff. For, for, for what we're talking about right now. basically is, is legal, legal now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Slay was talking to Meryl Code's people, and he was like, hey, man, uh, can't, we'd love to do it. Can we do it on Friday? And they're like, no, he's going to jail on Friday. Yeah. Better do it Thursday. How crazy is that? And and this going this interview is gonna be you want to tune in. It's gonna be raw and uncut, unfiltered. Like yep. Hey, whoa 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 whoa! Please not unfiltered. No, nah, not. I mean, yeah. The last time we did that was Pac Man Jones. Yeah, yeah. My, and Jim Ross, Jim Ross, this morning. And there was one little man Jim in this Ross market that was really upset that we put Pac Man Jones on. Yeah. And you know what? Good. <laughs> Maybe he'll get upset about this too. Yeah. By the way, you can hear that interview by going to one zero four five the zone and. Listening mm-hmm. to the lots podcast. of people have, <laughs> and we appreciate that. Thank All right, uh, five o'clock hour coming up. Do you know what's like? What Tennessee beat Kentucky? Come on, you want to talk about it a little bit? I always when want we to come talk back. About it. All right, three H L one zero four five. This one.